Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. May his grace and his blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages, amen. Today, dear beloved in the Lord, we celebrate the divine liturgy on the second Sunday of the blessed Coptic month of Hatur. Our gospel reading this morning came from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, which is essentially the same parable that we heard last Sunday, and it's known as the parable of the sower, or the parable of the soils. And by now we all know this parable very well. A sower went out to spread his seed, and some of the seed fell on the wayside, some fell among rocky places, some among the thorns, and finally some on good soil. The seed that fell on the wayside, among the rocky places, and among the thorns did not bear any fruit, but the seed that fell on good soil yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold in return. And today, with God's grace, I would like to meditate with you on two points of this beautiful parable. The first point, dear brothers and sisters, is actually a question. Why is this parable repeated two weeks in a row in our lectionary, in our church readings? It's actually quite uncommon to find any gospel reading repeated two weeks in a row on two following Sundays or two successive Sundays. And the answer to this question lies in the Coptic month that we are now in. We are now, of course, in the month of November in the Gregorian calendar, which is used in our society. But the church, the Coptic church, does not primarily use the Gregorian calendar. Instead, we use the Coptic or the Egyptian calendar, which some historians estimate is five or 6,000 years old. And in our Coptic calendar, we are now in the month of Hatur. And the month of Hatur is significant because this is the month in which historically all of the farmers in Egypt sowed and planted their seeds preparing for the harvest in the spring. So they would plant around this time all of the seeds and then around springtime they would harvest the fruit that came forth from the seed. And our church, in her wisdom, arranged the readings of the year so that the, the faithful would hear the parable of the sower two times at the beginning of the Coptic month of Hatur. Today, the second Sunday of Hatur, we heard the parable of the sower from Matthew 13. And last week, the first Sunday of Hatur, we also heard the parable of the sower from Luke 8. And in this way, the church was reminding the faithful, who were mostly farmers in old days, that the word of God must be planted in their hearts just as they were planting their seed in the soil during that month. And you see this image, this agricultural image that the church is presenting, you see it in many other readings this week. For example, last night, the psalm that was chanted was, He waters the hills from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. 
He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth. So here the psalm was chosen because of this beautiful agricultural image that God is producing grass and fruit from the earth for the service of man and beast. We also remember the gospel last night began with these words, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If so, God clothes the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown in the oven. How much more will he clothe you, O little of faith? Again, in the gospel last night, a very strong agricultural image that the ancient farmers would have appreciated hearing in the church as they were sowing their seed in the ground during that season. And this beautiful arrangement, how we have this image during this agricultural month in the Coptic calendar, is a reminder of how all of the readings in our church are inspired by the Holy Spirit. The readings of the Divine Liturgy are arranged in a beautiful and a beneficial way to help us understand the Word of God and to make the Word of God relevant in our daily lives in this world. We can say that the readings of the Church in every Divine Liturgy are the greatest Bible study that is known to man. And this is why we as Orthodox Christians, we rarely, if ever, have Bible studies after the liturgy because the liturgy itself is a great Bible study. And this is something that also reminds us why the Holy Scriptures are very important for the sake of our salvation. The reading, the contemplation, the vision of the Holy Scripture. I encourage everyone, when you come to the liturgy, I encourage you, the night before, open up your Coptic Reader app or go to a website that has the readings or even open up your Bibles if you prefer and read all of the readings for the next day in advance. The more you read them, the more you meditate on them before the liturgy, during the liturgy, and after the liturgy, the more you will hear God speaking to you in these readings. And I also encourage you to bring your Bibles to the liturgy. Bring them to the liturgy and have them open to the reading that the deacon is reading to you and make highlights and make notes so that you can read along with the church. And imagine if you did this for a whole year. Imagine if every liturgy you attended you made notes in your Bible for a whole year. What would your Bible look like at the end of that year? Imagine you did it for two years. Imagine you did it for five years. Imagine you did it for your whole life. What would your Bible look like? It would be a treasure of your experience with the Word of God. I encourage you, bring your Bibles to the church. Prepare yourself for reading the scripture with the church in every liturgical cycle. Second, in our first point, we talked about how the parable of the sower would make sense to the farmer 
who was sowing his seed and listening to this gospel reading in the church. It would make perfect sense to a farmer in those times. But there is something about this parable that makes absolutely no sense and is completely illogical to a farmer or to any rational person. And that is the fact that the sower, our Lord Jesus Christ, is spreading his seed on four different kinds of soil, and three out of the four kinds of soil are not bearing fruit. That is absolutely irrational and illogical, and it makes no sense. No farmer would take his expensive seed and spread it on soil that's not going to bear fruit. It makes no sense. And then we begin to wonder, well, why is Christ depicted as such a farmer who is spreading his seed on soil that has a 75% failure rate? It's a 75% failure, right? Three out of the four soil types are not going to bear fruit. Most of them are not going to bear fruit. So why is Christ depicted as the farmer who is sowing his seed on soil that's not going to bear fruit? The answer, dear brothers and sisters, is furnished to us by our Father among the saints, St. John Chrysostomus. He tells us that soil indeed rarely changes, and so a farmer would not sow his seed on soil that does not bear fruit. That's true for a farmer. But when, St. John Chrysostom says, when Christ is depicted as the sower sowing his seed on these different types of soil, he's talking about the hearts of men. And the difference between man and simple ground is that man can change. A person can change. And that is why Christ is sowing his seed on ground that will not bear fruit today. Today, dear brothers and sisters, three out of four of you are not going to benefit from this sermon. Three out of four of you are not going to benefit from the reading of the gospel today or from the liturgy. Three out of four of you. A fourth of you, 25%, have hearts that are so hard that no matter what I say, no matter what the prayers of the liturgy are, no matter what the readings are, you're not going to get the message because your heart is hard. Another 25% of you will hear the word of God and you'll be very happy while you're in church and you'll serve. But when things start to go in a way that you don't expect, when things change, when circumstances change, you're going to throw your hands up in the air and say, I'm done. And you're going to leave because you don't have any root, because the word of God has no root in your heart, so you're not willing to put in the effort to make it grow. And another 25% of you will hear the word of God, and you'll be very happy, and you're going to do your best, but then you're going to go out into the world, and all of a sudden the cares of the world, and riches, and wealth, and material things are going to start to preoccupy your minds, and your hearts, and whatever benefit you got from today, you're going to lose. But a quarter, another 25% of you, is going to receive the sermon and the word of God with a good heart and benefit. But the point, dear brothers and sisters, is that even today, if you have a hard heart, 
Maybe tomorrow your heart will change. Even today, if you're preoccupied with material things, you have the potential to change and become good soil. That is why our Lord is the farmer who sows his seed on three types of soil that today don't bear fruit because Christ is patient and he's hoping that we are going to be, we're going to change. And this is the calling of our life, dear brothers and sisters. When we hear this parable two times in a row this month of Hatur, we are called to ask ourselves, what type of soil am I in this parable? Am I the soil that is hardened and the word of God cannot grow inside of me? Am I the soil that, you know, receives the word but has very little root and when things don't go my way, I'm done? Or am I the kind of soil that is preoccupied with the world? Or am I the type of soil that receives the word of God with a good and a noble heart? We have to self-examine. We have to examine ourselves and find out with our fathers of confession what type of soil we are. And then we have to live our lives for the sake of change. That's why Christ is sowing the seed on the bad soil, because he's hoping that we'll put in the effort and we'll change. And by his grace, everyone can change. The Christian life is all about metania, which is change. Look at your lives, dear brothers and sisters, and ask yourselves, what changes do I need to make? And once you're clear with yourself what changes you need to make, and you're clear with God and with yourself, then by the grace of God and through the counsel of your Father of Confession, you can work hard and make the change so that you can always be good soil, ready to receive the Word of God and to live your life according to the Word of God. To our God, who is compassionate and merciful, who sows his seed even on the hearts that reject him, to our God who desires our continual change for the better. To him be all glory with his all-holy Father and the all-holy and life-giving Spirit, now and forever and unto the age of all ages. Amen.